Thank you for joining me on another edition of my podcast. And today on the program, I am joined by Oliver Chilefu. Oliver, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Andrew. Today we're going to be talking about youth in governance, the importance of youth participation in governance. Mm. Statistics indicate that the population of the youths in Zambia between the age of 15 and 35 is placed at 45.5% out of the total population, which is 17. 86 million of the total population of Zambia. Uh, this clearly shows that the Zambian population is predominant young people, despite being the majority in the contribution. Young people's participation in the national development, or either, let me just say, governance, is very low. And today we would want to discuss the importance of youth participation. Other people just think going to vote, uh, choosing a leader mm -hmm. and campaigning, that's the only thing that they need to do mm -hmm. when it comes to governance. But there is still more. We've seen that the population of the youths in Zambia is higher than every other. We are the majority. Let me just say, can I term Zambia as a... A youthful nation. A youthful nation, yeah. Yes. So like, and we've seen that the population, uh, the participation of young people in governance is too low. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, what can be the cause of that? Okay, um, thank you, Natasha. Uh, you've lightly put it to say the, the largest population of this nation is it comprises of the young people. And it's nice that uh, um, everyone understands that at least closer to half of the percentage between the ages of 15 to 35 who are the youths. Uh, that is more than 45%, it's young people. And we are talking of millions of young people who are not actively involved in governance. Mm -hmm. Now, there are a number of issues, or let me say challenges, that has contributed to the failure, uh, not really the failure, but the low participation of young people in the governance processes. The, I would term the first one as something to do with the economic empowerment. Most of young people are not economically empowered and hence mm -hmm. to actively participate in the overall governance of, the, of any country or system, one must be first economically empowered because it gives, it gives them an opportunity to, to voice out the, the, what they think they can contribute to the overall society. And in, and in this, I mean in terms of uh, politics. overall backbone of governance. Uh, in most cases, the person with the resources is the one that takes a lead because they would have some control over certain individuals who may be their employees, who may be people that are dependent on them. And then this aspect has been denied to most of the young people. And they spend, most of the young people or youths are spending much of their time looking for for opportunities, or so to say, jobs, businesses, and so on, in order for them to create a future for themselves and their loved ones or their families. Yeah. The, the other challenge that young people continues to face in our country is that most of them are not, can I say, they are not informed, or they do not, the, the empowerment or knowledge is quite little or low. And most of the information you may find, especially on governance issues, is quite sometimes one-sided or not well uh, defined or not well interpreted. Um, every time when a young person rises up to speak something probably, let me say something that is con considered as contrary to, uh, let me put it say, g uh, government, mm -hmm. they may 
tag that young person as a as an opposition political cadre or something like that. And then every time when this person tries to bring out their views, it's like shattered. They are being stepped on and then it becomes like a barrier. Over time, this person continues to be pulled backwards. On the other hand, if a person was also to support probably the ideas or something that is going on, this person will also be termed as probably part of government and then a particular sect of society that have got an opposing view will tag that person with a particular kind of tag. Hence, we've not created an environment where ideas, be it positive or negative, can be shared and challenged to see how best can we move on in terms of uh, governance process in our country. And this is what has even hindered development. Because development seems to be one-sided. It's about this one saying this is good, and the other ones, even when they see that there are challenges here and there, there is no platform where it can be shared. Awesome. Uh, looking at the, our Zambian tradition mm -hmm. and also our religion, do you, do you think it has played a role in uh, low numbers that we have of youths that are participating in government? Yes, yes. Uh, what is quite saddening is that the, you've mentioned religion, which is a very interesting thing, um, is that we, in terms of nowadays, we've not come to understand even Christianity. People think Christianity should be led by people that are old, uh, which is not the case. When you look at the people in the Bible that were used by God himself, they were actually young people, not the old. And then in this generation, it has changed. Mm -hmm. the, the term elders in the Bible, we think it's those ones who are moving, who are already old and moving with the walking sticks and so mm -hmm. on. That's not the terminology. It's, it's a, like a position. Mm -hmm. So anyone with an, influ in, an influence to play in a society can be an elder. Mm -hmm. So the region has really contributed largely to the young people by stepping on them, thinking that they are not supposed to participate. It's supposed to be left to the elders. And it's mm -hmm. put in inverted commas as being respect. Mm -hmm. When in actual sense, respect and leading has got, they are two different things, things altogether. Okay. Our cultures cause for us as young people to respect our elders mm -hmm. and so on, uh, or the old people, which is a good thing, but mm -hmm. it does not say you should not participate in governance. Okay, for me, what I find more interesting in both cultures, either religion or traditional cultures, is that when you look at how leadership, how leadership was being chosen in the Bible, um, or in the olden days, leadership used to move in lineages. It didn't matter whether you are old or young. As long as it is your turn to be a leader, that position was given. And what is so interesting even in our culture is that our culture has been so rich and observant of gender from the time when it was in inception. Mm -hmm. This is why you find that we have got female chiefs and we don't have any problem with it. Mm -hmm. So which means that either being a youth who's male or being a youth who's female, mm -hmm. leadership was granted from time in memorial. But the way we've tended to twist culture in order to suit a particular group of individuals and leaving out the young people is what has become so saddening. Hence, 
together with the lack of empowerment, poor information or lack of information and all these cultures, it is what is pushing the, most of the young people away from particip actively participating in governance. And I don't mean just voting, I mean in terms of development, what are the young people doing or how are their voices considered. In terms of politics, why shouldn't we have, a, for example, a young president with a fresh mind? And we've got better examples of countries that have had uh, young people as presidents. Mm -hmm. Mauritius today is one of the countries that you would admire. And other countries in the, in, the, in the Caribbean. When you look at their presidents, some of them who, who were presidents at one particular time, they were aged 19. Mm -hmm. And what this person had done during that time when they were still youths, with what they are doing right now when they are old, is quite totally different. You discover they built their country while they were young. Mm -hmm. Why? Because young age always comes with fresh ideas. ideas. Awesome. Uh, you spoke of uh, like they need to participate in development, and someone might be wondering. Mm -hmm. Actually, I put my leader in position. Mm -hmm. I voted for this part and part and so, and they're in leadership. Mm -hmm. I think I contributed towards this to development. development. Yes. How, how 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 can one? Uh, participate in development apart from just voting okay so you know what natasha what is so interesting is that what are we calling as development is mm. it a matter of just putting up a school and then you clap and say we have development that is not development mm -hmm. when you for example you build a school the building itself is not development what we may call as development is what the school produces also so if for example we are saying we vote for leaders how do we participate in development as young people? We must make leaders accountable. They must be answerable mm -hmm. because there is no leader in this country, starting from the president as a person, not as an institution. Starting from the president, he does not use his personal money to build anything. He uses what we refer to as public funds or public money. Mm -hmm. Hence, the public has got a say in the development process of the country. And the young people being the majority and the largest contributor to these finances, they have a say and, and they have the power to question, why is this not happening? Irrespective of where they are, irrespective of their locality or whatever language that they are using, mm -hmm. they have the power to question. The power to make leader accountable is the beginning of participating in development. Because you see the need or you see where the challenge lies or where the problem is and you are going to question why that problem is not being resolved mm -hmm. until now. Why is it that up to now we still got the highest percentage of young people that are unemployed? Mm -hmm. And I don't mean an employment of them going in the morning at six hours for a job and then you return at 18 hours. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that. Why is it that young people up to now they do not have opportunities that is going to move them out of the poverty situation. Mm -hmm. Why is it that we've got a huge pool of graduates that do not have anything to do? Mm -hmm. You know, this is why our country looks like we are going backwards instead of going in forward. Mm -hmm. Reasons being is that the young people, the energy, mm -hmm. the, the ideas are shattered. Somebody is not utilizing this pool. Mm -hmm. Hence, when you talk about development, it's quite broad. So it has to start first making our leaders being transparent and being accountable. Mm -hmm. For example, they need to tell us first, how much did government make? 
how much of that money went towards, for example, infrastructure development? Mm -hmm. How much went into mitigating challenges to do with youth unemployment? How much of that money was used to empower women? We need to have these records. If this year only 10 women were empowered, let's find out how best we can increase that number to 20 different women to be empowered next year. Let's find out how best we can improve, say, for example, young people next year to be, uh, to be, to be put out of their... Uh, the challenges that they are facing. Mm -hmm. So by virtue of us voicing out what we feel are challenges, by virtue of them, the leaders, being accountable to us, then we are participating in governance or in development. The other thing that as young people we need to do is that, um, first of all, development starts with, with us. Mm. Um, what I mean by that is that first we, 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 we see the challenge and then we come up with an idea mm -hmm. on how that challenge is going to be resolved. Mm -hmm. So the person that has observed this should be the one to be empowered to address that challenge, okay. not another person. Yeah. So that the ideas that young people continue to have, mm -hmm. we have a pool of brainy, intelligent young people in Zambia. Mm -hmm. However, this pool is not utilized. And I can assure you, no matter how much money you invest in the so-called, what we are calling as the development in terms of schools, in terms of hospitals, they will remain as they are until I don't know when, when the world comes to an end. Why? Because the owners of the ideas are left outside this pool. All right. Uh, we've seen a lot of people that have tried to hold our leaders to account and also question them mm -hmm. on how transparent they are. Mm -hmm. But then we've seen those young people being apprehended, yes. being summoned in yes. court, being sued. Uh, like, how conducive is, or how, uh, how conducive is the environment, especially in Zambia, to hold one to account, to question them on how they are doing things? <sighs> or is the environment conducive? Is, he, is there it's, a safer way one can do it without them being apprehended, without, without them being Without you being tagged. Yeah, yeah being painted as a bad person. As a bad person. Remember when I started in my intro to say, um, in today's Zambia, when you, you seem to have an opposing view, mm. you are already tagged with some political <laughs> party, yes. Mm -hmm. Some of us, because of the way we speak, we have already been tagged. We are opposition, mm -hmm. they know who we support and so on. Mm -hmm. But it's about presenting your ideas in its raw form, mm -hmm. how different it should be. Now, the environment in Zambia, I can say it's a little bit lukewarm. Mm -hmm. um, what is so unfortunate is that people have already like made up their minds. They want to hear what they want to hear. Mm -hmm. And that's where the problem is. There's never been, I can assure you, Natasha, there's never been what we can refer to as um, uh, constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. Criticism has never been constructive in any form. Criticism mm -hmm. is just criticism. criticism. It ends there. Now, you who's being criticized, you are the one who's going to make that criticism to be either constructive or unconstructive. Mm -hmm. Now, in whichever way it was presented, hear the meaning of what was said. Mm -hmm. When you hear the meaning of what was said, now try to address it if you see it as a weakness as well within you mm -hmm. as an individual. Try to see how you can twist of course, not even at any time are you going to satisfy each and every individual because it's not possible. The needs are different. However, it's quite unfortunate that in today's Zambia, if I was to speak 
against certain things that are happening. For example, a student being killed, who's in the room, which goes against any rule of police. Tomorrow I'll be considered the car that I supported this individual. For example, we try to raise up our voices, we go by the streets and the constitution supports the idea that mm -hmm. if you are not satisfied by any means of every channel exhausted, you are supposed to take to the streets to air out your grievances. Mm -hmm. This one has also been abused. It's, it's like the police feels like they're the ones that need to give to grant permission. In actual sense, they are not supposed to grant permission. Mm -hmm. they, are just, they are just supposed to be alerted just in case something came out. Okay? But we do not know these rules or these rights as young people. Now, it has made a lot of young people being abused, mm -hmm. being arrested against their rights. What we do not realize is that the people that are being arrested for airing out their views in its raw form, mm -hmm. it's also an abuse of that person's rights. It's like you're telling them you need to accept everything that is presented to you, whether bad or good. It's, I can tell you the environment in our country right now, we cannot beat about the bush, is not really friendly that supports different ideas. It's like everyone, uh, our friends wants us or wants everyone to be a, a linear thinker. When somebody somewhere speaks, then all of us needs just to follow. No, it's not supposed to be like that. As young people out there, we need to understand that that idea that you have will not be supported by another person. Now, if that person has not supported you, ask why they think your idea is not workable. And then try to interact in those lines. Now, get the positivities from what they are saying. Turn every negative into a positivity. For example, somebody would tell me to say, you, you are not even supposed to be presenting, uh, to be standing in for the people because you yourself are corrupt. Mm -hmm. Now, if they call me corrupt, how corrupt am I? And in which way should I change my corrupt, uh, corrupt behavior? So to answer your question in a short form, I can tell you to say the environment is not determinable at the moment. We are not sure whether we should present our ideas or we should just shut up. Now, when we keep quiet, we are killing the country. We speak out, we are being abused. That's where the problem is. And this is the leading cause why young people feel they are not welcome in politics. They cannot participate in governance. And they've left it. And leaving it again, tomorrow I'll not be a youth. Mm -hmm. I will be this adult in a, in a generation or in a country where everything is bad. What am I going to tell my child? What am I going to tell the young people? Are we going to continue with the same system? And my child is going to question me, why didn't you do something during your time when it started? And that's a bigger challenge. So, of course, these are there, but we'll try to take every risk and speak out our minds as young people. Awesome, awesome, Taif. Um, in case you just... So, Oliver, what do you think can be done for us to increase the number of youths that are participating people. in uh, government? First of all, there are already efforts that are being done. Um, there are some young people, uh, young groups, or let me say groups of young people that have come up with a strategy on engaging political parties first, mm -hmm. uh, where they are trying to push them into adopting young people mm -hmm. uh, to stand in various positions. Mm -hmm. Now, 
The only position, you know, in Zambia that cannot be read by a youth is that of a president because it says 35 years and above. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when you look at most 35-year-olds, for them just to convince the, the masses, remember the, the resource muscle that I talked about, uh, mm -hmm. most in these ages, there are very few individuals that can manage. All right. But to go around it is that, first of all, the young people themselves must have interest. Uh, sorry to cut you short, but then before you go any further, you've spoken about our constitution says that for somebody to be a president, they need to be 35 and above. Don't you think youths are being discriminated in such a way? And I believe our constitution says we don't discriminate as Zambians, but <laughs> are we not being discriminated as youths? When we we are we are being discriminated in a broader form. I I can tell you that it's it's a huge discrimination. I may have ambition as early as the age of seventeen. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you have uh, to wait for you. I have to wait until when I'm old. That's when those ambitions of being a president are realized. Mm -hmm. However, one would argue to say you need to start as a councillor or as an MP or even a council chairperson mm -hmm. and so on, or council chairperson mayor. or mayor. Uh, in order for you to reach those levels. I, I argue a lot. My ambition is my ambition. My ambition is not to be a councillor. My ambition is not to be, to be a president. mayor. It's to be the president of the country. And then I don't need for me to be old for me to be the president. You I don't need to. Wait. There are a lot of uh, examples in the Bible, in our traditional cultures, where most young people, even in this world currently, um, most of the people that... Uh, became presidents before the age of 35. They've even done far much better than these uh, 70s and the 80s that we have. Mm -hmm. They've done far much better. We can beat about the bush because they've got fresh memories. Mm. In our country, most of these movements were started by the young people. They were the ones with the dream. They are the ones that saw the difference. So it is that, those lessons that should tell us to say, um, young people have the power. I'm one of the people that I would love to advocate that we reduce the, the age limit for mm. the president. From 35, we can even reduce it to somewhere 28, 29, in order to create room for a lot of young people, for a lot of regional candidates. Yeah. Some of these challenges we are facing as a country is about the top leadership that we have. They cannot allow new ideas. Because themselves they are comfortable where they've reached. They are waiting just for the day when the day comes to take them to the grave. But for a young person, I, whether I know that tomorrow I might not reach tomorrow, but I have always got plans for tomorrow. Why? I know I have a longer way to go before that day comes. Okay? So we need to advocate. I can assure you our constitution is not favorable when it comes to the position of the president. It just has to be reduced. For me, if they had proved beyond reasonable doubt that somebody who's 28 cannot think straight, mm -hmm. somebody who's 27 cannot think straight and cannot lead, mm -hmm. I could have said, yes, they are right. But there's no proof. I have seen that somebody who's 19 years as a president has done right things more than a person who's, done, who's 70 years. So that is evidence enough for me to say age is just a number. But what matters is what is in someone's head and someone's heart to work for the people. Now, the other thing young people that, what young people need to do is that 
they should not wait for anyone to knock on their door and say, do this. Young people need to take a lead. Uh, by virtue of, they must have ambitions. As young people, we must have ambition, bigger ambitions. Mm -hmm. Dream to be a president. Dream to be the minister. Dream to be that big position and vie for it. We have a lot of evidence where 21-year-olds are now councillors and so on. That is what we need. So if young people are waiting for someone to save the day, mm -hmm. I can assure you that they will wait until when they are taken to the grave. No one will save the day because they are the right people to save the day and not another person. Okay. So what else needs to be done apart from advocating for young people, for mm -hmm. the constitutions to change on the... Yeah, the age that allows one to be a president, to take up the position as a president. What else needs to be done for the, us the, to improve? Our the other thing that I'm, I'm happy that they've introduced uh, civic education at all levels, mm -hmm. but I want it to go further than just uh, being a subject to pass at the end of the exam. Then forget about it. Yes. <laughs> I have had experience with such subjects. Mm -hmm. Okay. Civic education is a very good subject in school, but let it create leaders while they are in school. Let it be married with position, with uh, such positions as uh, a prefect mm -hmm. and so on. Let it be co uh, connected to leadership and governance mm -hmm. so that it becomes more practical. Mm -hmm. uh, in other words, let it raise the leaders and let it, let it disseminate information both on politics, both on economics, and both on social life, mm -hmm. or even religious life. Let it be the one to bring out these ideas. Let the young people, let it help young people vie for positions. If they are not a prefect or a monitor at school, mm -hmm. let them vie for a different position. Mm -hmm. If it is not at school, let them have a position at church. Mm -hmm. If it is not at church, at least even at the club, anywhere where they go, let the young people vie for those positions. Alright. Uh, you know, they say that whatever goes up and surely yes. come down. And, you know, time is always never on one side. Yeah. yeah. So we have to catch up with time. So mm. that, in brief, what can be your last words? My encouragement to the young people mm. is that they, we only have one Zambia. Mm -hmm. And we only have you mm -hmm. as the savior of Zambia. Yes, we are excited that there was an independence in 1964. But let us interpret that independence with the independence of the mind and of that of an individual. Mm -hmm. It should not be celebrated on the 24th by virtue of just dancing. Mm -hmm. So hence, I'm calling on each and every young person to be free and mm -hmm. to be independent by virtue of vying for the top leadership, by virtue of them actively participating Yes, there are all these systems that have been put in place of that seems to be hindering us. Mm -hmm. But if we keep keep quiet again, we will not have the Zambia that we desire most in the future. Hence, the ball is on our hands, and let us see how best we can play it. Awesome. Uh, thank you so much, Oliver, for, for joining me on my program today. Thank it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, do join me next week.